you, this is Mac from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening, thanks for watching. With your daily devotion for April the 25th. Today, we're gonna be in the book of Job. And I love the book of Job. It's one of my favorite books in the whole Bible. And you're like, Matt, that's a negative book. It's not actually negative. If you look and see what Job learned and what happened in the end, Job was doubled up. The favor of God was upon Job. Job never understood why he was going through the things he was going through at that time. And that's the same for you and I in our lives. Oftentimes, we're going through things and we just can't make any sense of it. Do you feel like that? Because I've oftentimes felt like that. I just can't make sense. Why, why is this happening? Why am I going through this? Lord, I need help. And we're crying out to God. And I can just, I really can put myself in the place of Job on certain times, okay? I wasn't suffering like Job by any means, okay? But there are times we just don't understand all that's taking place. Well, listen, in the story of Job, there's three friends that were supposed to be friends, but they were absolutely not friends, okay? They're giving them all this advice and they're telling them, Job, you're suffering because you're a low life. You've sinned against God. Job's wife says, curse God and die. That's not real good advice either, ladies. Okay, so there's all these people giving all this advice, and here's the thing. In the very end, we realize that the advice of those three friends is rejected by Almighty God. God says, here's the thing, my servant Job was speaking correctly. You were not. Job just had the wrong what? Had the wrong heart condition towards God. Job wanted an audience with God. Friends, here's the thing. You don't want to argue your case before God. You're wrong. He's right. The Bible says, let every man be a liar and let God be true. Okay? And so here's the thing. People always feel justified in their sin, and they always feel justified in arguing with God. Why would I want to argue with someone who's always right? Okay? If he says it's this way, that's the way it is. I need to adjust, adapt, overcome. Get on his page. Okay? Okay? I'll get into the Bible. Okay? I heard your advice. You're like, Matt, start reading the verse of the day. What are you doing? Okay? Hey, Job chapter 34, and we're going to start in verse 6. 16. It says this. It's very interesting. Let me get rid of this card. I'll pick that up later. I, I don't want you thinking Matt's a litter bug, okay? I will pick that up later. It says this. If you have understanding, hear this. Meaning this. Basically, okay, who is this? Who's, who's speaking to us? It is not one of Job's friends. It's a guy by the name of Elihu, okay? And Elihu, before he ever starts speaking, he says this. The spirit of the living God is upon me. God's spirit is running in and through me, okay? When God was rebuking, okay, these three individuals, these three false friends, he never mentions a word about Elihu. Why is that? Because the words that Elihu are speaking are truth. Understand this. It, right before God shows up on the scene and rebukes Job and talks about God's power and his authority and his sovereignty and his providence, okay, Elihu is basically the forerunner. He's coming up and he's preparing Job for what is about to take place. We'll oftentimes see that principle in our lives. Right before we get the message, we get someone that says something very similar to what God is about to show and reveal into our lives. It's a very interesting concept. This, but listen to what I say. Can he who hates justice go? I love that. Will you condemn the just and mighty one? Is he not the one who says to kings, you are worthless, and to nobles, you are wicked? Who shows no partiality to princes, and does not favor the rich over the poor? For they are all the work of his hands. They die, look at verse 20, because there's a warning here. They die in an instant in the middle of the night. The people are shaken as they pass away. The mighty are removed without a human hand. His eyes are on the ways of men. He sees their every step. Listen to verse 22. There is no dark place, no deep shadow where evil doers can hide. Friends, I think 23 is so excellent, okay? Because everybody, they think they're going to argue their case before God. Uh, this text tells us, no, you're not. 
He, God doesn't need to examine you. He already knows where you stand with Him, the words, the decisions, the choices that you've made. You're either guilty or not guilty because you're in Christ, you're not guilty. If you're outside of Christ, you're guilty, okay? God has no need to examine men that they should come before Him in judgment. Without letting them know, without inquiry, He shatters the mighty and sets up others in their place because He takes note of their deeds. He overthrows them in the night and they are crushed. He punishes them for their wickedness where everyone can see it. Do you see what God's doing to the evil people here? I mean, He's just annihilating them, okay? He's just destroying them. But here's the question, why? Why is God doing all this? Look at verse 27, okay? It's very interesting. Because they turned from following him and had no regard for his ways. Do you see what's going on here? They had no regard for his ways, meaning they spurned God. They just basically says, uh, I want to do what I want to do. I'm going to live the way I want to live. I'm going to make the choices I want to make, and I could care less about him. I mean, really, they may not say that with their words, but with their actions or deeds and the things that they're doing on an everyday basis, that is what is being accomplished in daily life. They're their choices are determining their destiny. I oftentimes have people that will email me and write because an individual has suffered greatly at the hands of evil men, by the choices of men or a group, okay? And I get these emails and I read them and I pray for them, Tracy and I pray for them, and here's the thing, they're always upset. Why did God allow this into my life? And what is God gonna do about it? Meaning this, because there is an injustice that's taken place, a lot of times people, they don't understand this. They're like, what gives? You know, I serve God, God's allowed this into my life. Isn't God going to get them? I mean, that's really what's in our hearts sometimes. Lord, these people, it's not like they're, they just made a bad decision. Isn't God going to take care of this? And this text tells us this. Yes, these people are hung up on the whys. Why did this happen to me? Why did God allow this to happen to me? Is God not going to do anything about it? And friends, here's the thing. Elihu, he addresses this question. And I just think it's so amazing. In verse 17, he says this. Can he who hates justice govern? Meaning God loves righteousness. He loves justice. He loves people living that way. And he hates, absolutely abhors those people who make decisions contrary to his word. Okay, listen to this, okay? Will you condemn the just and mighty one? Meaning this because something has happened in your life or my life, okay? We get mad at God. And, and Elihu is saying this, are you going to condemn God, the mighty one, the just one, because of something has happened to you and you don't have full revelation of it? You don't understand and see as God sees, okay? God says, my ways are not your ways, okay? And so we have to understand, God is, God is way up here. He's high and lifted up. We are not. We are the creation. He is the creator, okay? But when we don't understand things in life, we tend to shake our fists at Him and we tend to do this one thing, question Him. Why are we here on earth? We're here to learn but one of the things that brings the greatest glory to God is having faith in Him and having trust in Him. Friends, as we're moving through life, we are going to be banged up. Just times that you and I are going to get hurt by people, by events, by situations, okay? God is not the enemy, okay? God is just. But in verse 19, it says, I don't show partiality to the rich, to the poor, to friends the up here, or to the pulper, meaning God is no respecter of persons. Because a lot of times in this life, people have positions of power and prominence. Some are politicians. Some are this or that, okay? And, and, and we just kind of think we're a little bit better than we are, and we demand respect in God saying, I am no respecter of persons. If you're in the wrong, I'm going to yank your chain. I'm going to correct you. I will make the wrong right. See, even if man doesn't make it right, God says, because of who he is, I change not. I will make it right. Especially if you're a child of the living God. 
Friends, listen to very carefully, especially if you're a child of the living God. What Trust God, God. What does God do to these evil people, to these wrongdoers, to these people who are destructive in nature, who are schemers, liars, deceivers? What, what does God do? What does he say in his word, okay? Elihu's going to tell us, okay, in verse 20, he says this, They die in an instant in the middle of the night. Since that person thinks they're okay, that they're okay and sin, nothing's happened. There's no consequences to my actions, my decisions, those evil things that I've done. Here's the thing. God says, I'll judge them. He says, it's God who judges them. Do you get this? I want you to get this in this text. It is God who takes care of it, not you. God says this, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. So verse 20, he says, just as they're living life and they think, I'm okay. Nothing's really happened to me. He brings correct judgment in the night. He brings it to him. I mean, it's suddenly, there's no, there's no rooms for remorse, there's no rooms for sorry, there's no room for repentance, okay? He brings it like a fury into their doorstep, and here's the thing, they open their eyes, and where are they? Well, we know the story of the rich man and Lazarus. When they opened their eyes, that rich man opened his eyes in torment and pain and suffering. Why? Just basically, God judges them. Meaning this, that's why we want to be in right standing with God all the time. We want to be living in righteousness. If we go to the next verse, he says his eyes are always upon us, okay? So nothing is getting away from him. Don't think that injustice that happened to you, friend, he's get, they're getting away with it. They're absolutely not getting away with it, okay? 21, his eyes are on the ways of men. He sees their every step. He sees everything that's going on in your life, okay? Your life too. And my life, a lot of times we're pointing the finger at a person who did an injustice to us, okay, did this horrible thing to us, but here's the thing, we ought to be going to the mirror in the bathroom because we're living in sin at the same time. I mean, watch this, we want God to bring justice and judgment against this person, but we oftentimes are harboring sin. We've incorporated things into our life. We're thinking, well, this was so much greater than what I'm doing. Sin is sin, no matter if it's in your life or it's in the murderer's hands, okay? Sin is I've sin in my life. I don't need to worry about different people. You, you know why? Because here's the thing, I need to worry about myself. God will handle that, okay? God sees all. He absolutely sees it all, and he'll handle that. I need to handle this, meaning me. I need to make sure that I'm in right relationship with God, that I'm living a life of holiness and purity. I'm being a man of integrity. I'm not perfect by any means, but when I find sin, and I try to keep a short list with God, that I'm going to God very quickly and saying, God, forgive me. I'm trying to get on the straight and narrow, meaning this. Every single day, I'm making slight adjustments in my life, okay? I've already made the large adjustments, and there could be more of those coming along the way. I don't know that for a fact, okay? But listen, every single day, listen very carefully, every single day as a man of integrity, as a child of the living God, I'm making slight adjustments in my life, trying to, trying to get right where I want to be. I'm always adjusting. Friends, it's not like you make one big decision, I'm not going to do this and you live and you go cruising through life. It's not like that. Every single day, you're having to pick up your cross daily and follow him, his ways, his guidance, his spirit is guiding you, leading you, and teaching you, okay? And so as he's teaching you, you're having to adjust your life. You're having to make the changes. God's not making changes. God changes not. Change. God's not going to change. But if we go to verse Verse 23, I think this is this is one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. And it's one of the reasons, listen, as a born-again believer, I want to live in righteousness. And verse 23, it reads says, like this. God has no need to examine men any further, that they should come before him in judgment. What that is saying is this. The life you're living, the decisions you're making, he already knows what you're doing. Meaning, nothing escapes God. A lot of people, they think, honestly, they honestly believe that they're going to stand before God and they're going to argue their case, okay? You will never do such a thing. If you ever stand before God in the great white throne judgment, and that is the judgment right before you get thrown into hell, you won't say a word. See, in the other line, which is the Bema Seat judgment, what that is, is it's a reward ceremony for those who were in Christ. It might be saying, well, that's not fair. That's not fair that he would send me to hell. You know what I'm saying? Verse 25 is he takes note of your deeds. He knows where you're standing. He knows where all of us are standing at any given day with him. If it's real. 
if you have a real relationship with him or if you're just paying lip service to him or a lot of people they just say words in church they get baptized or they join this or this they just want to go to heaven they're not living for the Lord they don't really care about God they don't even love God they just don't want to go and suffer the punishment of the damned God says this every single day make sure you're in righteousness make sure you're ready in case he takes your life our lives have a determined length Realize this, the book of Job also says our days are numbered. Who are they numbered by? They're numbered by Almighty God. He's the one who has set a, ter a, a limit to how many days we will live. It has nothing to do with man. It has everything to do with God, okay? And if God's given, let me just throw this out there. If God's given you a purpose and a plan and a dream and a vision for your life, until that is fulfilled, you're not going anywhere. It's impossible because that would make God a liar. So if he's placed something in your life for you to do, for you to accomplish, okay, that dream, that vision, that thing that you want more than anything, if he's placed that in your life and you're in right standing with God and you can receive that by faith and trust, here's the thing, you're not going anywhere. You just need to be wise and you just need to obey. You don't have a license to sin. You don't have the hall pass. Okay, what you do is you're living under mercy and grace and the love of God, okay? Don't find yourself under the long-suffering of God because you're in a pile of sin, okay? Don't demand greater grace because you keep on sinning against God. Do your part. Make the right decisions. Goes on. 26, he punishes them for their wickedness. Everyone can see it. He punishes people where he makes a mockery of Don't them. worry about the evildoers. Don't worry about these people that said this, did this, the deceivers, the liars, the thieves, the adulterers of heart, uh, the murderers. Don't worry about them. Their place is in the lake of fire. Their place is in hell. God will deal with them in due time. Because of what? Because of his word. Because of what he says. Am I to judge them? No. Only God knows your heart, my heart, their heart. Okay? It's only God. We don't need to worry After about God those people. speaks. Those, those individuals who have done these wrongs to you, they're thrown for eternity into hell. They're released. Has nothing to do with you anymore. And it has nothing to do with you right now. It's one thing if they get right with God and they ask for your forgiveness and they make things right. But if they don't, don't sweat it. Friends, I've had people sin against me and my family so greatly, it's not even funny. Friends, here's the thing. To me, it's water under the bridge. I could care less, okay? I hope they get in the right relationship before they die because they're going to stand before a righteous judge. See, that's where Elihu started. He says this, God is so righteous. There is not one little lie, one little injustice, one little thing that is going to slip by him. Guys, let's go back to the Bible. No sooner had Elihu finished speaking, okay, that God shows up. I mean, he shows up and he gives Job his request. Job wanted an audience with God. Friends, it's that quick in our lives, okay? Make sure you're living in righteousness. Make sure you're making the right decisions. Make sure that you're in the way, that you're on the narrow path, that you can justify before God the decisions that you've made. Because I know in my life, I've made a lot of bad decisions, okay? And I had to make them right. And there's some people that dig their heels in, they'll never make it right, okay? They're going to stand before God and they will be judged, okay? You and I know those people. Trust God with your life and with I their life. I tell you anything, it would be this. Don't harbor bitterness. Nobody gets away with anything. Thing, including you and me. Okay. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.